drop the microphone to start the podcast. So what's up? Welcome back. It's Big John. The name of the podcast is Panic Attack. The name of the Rumble channel is Panic Attack. Or pardon me, THE Panic Attack as I take some breaths from my stogie. Um... Make sure you're following on Rumble. Also, like, comment, subscribe. No matter what platform you're listening or watching on. Also, uh, follow me on all that social media stuff at the real underscore Big John. Where's my matchbox go? Where's my matchbox? I'm going to do a little relighting here. everything burning evenly so this is a little more of a a laid-back podcast I just did one about uh, opioids <laughs> uh, look that up if you want something to uh, well I've just read verbatim a op-ed I wrote and then inserted some opinion at the end some more opinion um, off the cuff but I get into these docu-series on Hulu, and uh, I subscribe to the Hulu again, because I like to watch a good documentary every now and then, and their documentary is a lot better than like the, the mainstream news outlets, and oftentimes they're in a dramatized uh, series type thing and there's this one called Dropout The Dropout and it's about Theranos pharma, it wasn't a pharmaceutical company they were <laughs> they were supposed to be testing people's blood for about 70 different <laughs> ailments of all shapes and sizes. And all you needed was a little prick of the finger to get enough blood <laughs> to do their test. Maybe slightly more than just a prick, but not a vial of blood. <laughs> so they claimed. But uh, the key players in this, and I, I kind of added some notes here. Um, Elizabeth Holmes, she's the main character. She's this ends up becoming the CEO of and founder, starter, CEO of Theranos. She's the victim, in my opinion. Uh, there's Noelle Holmes, her mom, who's a bitch. Uh, there's a Dr. Phyllis Gardner, a feminist, CNX Tuesday. Uh, and then there's Sonny Balwani, who I, I think he's a swindler of some sorts, but I don't know. I never quite could nail down Sonny's character and uh, the relationship he had with uh, Elizabeth. They seemed like he was a creeper old man when she was starting college. And then... 
<clears throat> they became lovers. And then he became an investor in Theranos and the COO because she needed to pump money into the company in order to keep her position as CEO. So here's my bullet point take on the movie. Oh, and another one, a guy that I think did her wrong, gave her bad advice, was Larry Ellison of uh, the the um, the tech giant Oracle, the founder of Oracle, Larry Ellis or Ellison. He told her, "Just go get the money." So, here's my thing. If the people who had the ability to help Elizabeth Holmes while she was at Stanford, 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 the big smart kids school. Um, if people would have helped her and guided her, she could have done this the right way. Her mom was such a, a biatch that made Elizabeth develop development and upbringing very difficult. Everything in mom's opinion had to be Brady Bunch, white picket fence, white America, perfect family. And we all know that that's always BS. Um, the film started out where Elizabeth was running track and the, the track meet or the race or whatever was going on was over. And Elizabeth was a little bit overweight at the time. And she was would not stop running. She wouldn't quit. Even though all the other kids were done running, she continued to run. And when it was over, her mom humiliated and degraded her. Even though the kid wouldn't give up the race that she had by far lost. And that's like a common theme throughout the movie. If she succeeds, mom says, well, you could have done better. If she fails, mom is degrading. So there's this Dr. Phyllis Gardner. 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 Sorry, my Ohio accent gets me sometimes. And she is somebody Elizabeth reached out to at Stanford. And this woman, uh, she's played by... Did I write down who plays her? Because it's a really good actress who I really like. Um, I didn't. It's Lori... It's Aunt Becky from... Is it Aunt Becky? The aunt from uh, the aunt from Roseanne or the Connors and she's a really great actress outside of the the series the Connors or previously known as Roseanne but anyways that if this Dr. Phyllis Gardner is anything like the character Lori Metcalf that's who I was trying to say if she's anything like the way Lori Metcalf portrayed her, see you next Tuesday. Instead of lifting up 
her fellow woman. She too is one of these ones that degraded Elizabeth Holmes and said, you're never going to make it. You're not, you're nothing. Men are going to hold you down your whole life. I, I've had to overcome pity poor me. I'm a Karen before Karens were cool. Uh, I'm a, I am a feminist. Hear me cry. You know, there used to be that thing. I am woman. Hear me roar. And I respect that. But then you've got these Phyllis Gardeners who just complain about how oppressed and suppressed and repressed and uh, oppressed they've been by men. Men, men, men. I am woman. Hear me whine. I'll cry. Don't you make the girl cry because I'll cry to get what I want. That's who Phyllis Gardner is to me in this movie. So, Sonny Balwani uh, ends up becoming this Elizabeth's lover. Um, and I think he was a con man. And he played her for the con for day, from day one. And I'm not really sure how, what, and why. He ended up going to jail as well. But from the age of 19 from her whole life but starting at the age of 19 Elizabeth wanted to get this new technology where it took just a tiny bit of blood to uh, be analyzed and find you know illnesses anything from cancer to HIV to the common cold she wanted to prick your finger take a tiny bit of blood and there you go you're off to the races. Um, Larry Ellison from Oracle. He's the one early on in the, the docu-series. Tells her, get the money. Even before the product was developed. Uh, she's, he tells her, go get the money. Just get the money. And he tells uh, her how. You know, he, he has her on his huge yacht, telling her how rich he is. And he tells her that the Oracle software was not ready. It was in, it had all kinds of bugs. It didn't work. But he went out and told investors how great it was. And he essentially lied and said that this Oracle software did work. And this dude was one of her heroes. And he said, just go get the money. Don't worry about if the product's ready. If you need capital to get it ready, to get it moving, just go get the money. And that's what she did. So her idea was great in theory. But it was a shit product. <laughs> and there was shitty development. Um, it seemed like... She was 10 years ahead of her time with being able to do so much analytical uh, analyzing with such a tiny amount of blood. Uh, and there was a point early in her Stanford career where she was trying to get into a graduate level class. And the class was struggling with some uh, project they had going. And she f resolved their problem and took it to the professor and said, here, this is what you're doing wrong. This is how you fix it. So there's no doubt she's a smart woman. And then the professor let her start hanging out in this graduate level class. Although she was like a college freshman or 
or maybe sophomore at the most. But it, it was a bad product. It was too far ahead of its time and it needed way more research and development and just time to develop the equipment and the technology. And because she had investors to keep happy, she pushed the technology and pushed things too fast, too far too fast. Um, I don't know how the company made billions without selling anything for years. But at one point, she was one of the uh, under 29 up-and-coming billionaires, along with Mark Zuckerberg. This uh, Elizabeth Holmes. I'm going to have to keep looking back at my notes to remember her name. So, um, at one point, she kicks Sonny Balwani to the curb at the company and in life, <laughs> which is hilarious because right before that, Sonny always bet, uh, bragged, excuse me, that he built some company, sold it for $40 million, and now he's rich and doesn't have to do anything. And at one point, he's bragging to her, I'm going to take my new Lamborghini out for a drive. Ha, ha, ha. I have a Lamborghini. So, right, but about a few years before she just kicks him to the curb out of her life, out of the company. <laughs> like the dude slept in his office because they were trying to figure out how to save he was trying to figure out how to save her ass and the company's ass and then he wakes up to find out uh, too bad so sad you've been let go <laughs> uh, old Elizabeth had a meeting with the board and they voted you out Okay, Elizabeth. Um, but Elizabeth, she was a more to me. It seemed like she was an introvert, a nerd with a high IQ, um, and it seemed like she was always being shit on by people. She could step her game up when it was absolutely a thousand percent necessary. When she needed to say those words of wisdom to get someone to, quote, give her the money like Larry Ellison told her to do, she could come up with that one-liner or that dialogue that could convince people. When the company started getting uh, hit with lawsuits, bad press, and so on, she held a team pep rally, kind of like uh, the one in The Wolf of Wall Street, uh, except not quite as vulgar and she you know rallied the employees said we're not we're not going out of business we're going to rebuild we're going to blah 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 so she could become an extrovert when need be but really she was an introvert insecure shit on by people her whole life um it's an interesting story. It just keeps, it pulls you in and keeps you watching. Like I was, it was one of those nights where I wanted to go to bed and I ended up being up until five or six o'clock when I finally said, okay, look, 
There's two or three episodes left. I have to go to sleep for work. <laughs> or else I would have watched all ten or so. Um, she goes on this botched apology interview on TV. I think it was Good Morning America or the Today Show or whatever. The attorneys advised her what to say. This is when the company's unraveling. Money's going, just gushing money. Uh, everyone's about to lose their job and lose their asses. And she's supposed to go on and apologize. And she just collapses. And that shows me again, she was an introvert who could only turn on that smooth talking word of wisdom skill when absolutely necessary but she she was not a con artist or a typical extrovert uh, assertive person so after Elizabeth's botched TV interview apology her biatch ASS mom said I'm mad at you and it's just just like after Elizabeth was raped, her mother told her, put it away. Your daughter's just been sexually assaulted and you, in college. The first time her daughter decided to go out and act like a teenager, her freshman year of college or sophomore year, I think she was 19 years old, the first time she decided to go out and act like a college kid, she gets roofied and raped. And mom says, just put it behind you. The college administration says, basically, <coughs> this happens. You were at a party drinking. You know what happens at parties. Sorry about your luck. And mom said basically the same thing. Again, introvert, genius, high IQ, crapped on by people. That's why I felt like she was the victim of the movie. So, um, I mean, it's kind of funny story of a girl with big dreams, a whirlwind rise and fall. And I wonder how much of any money she has or had left at the end. You know, it, it just, I don't know. At the end of the movie, she starts dating a guy, um, and he starts calling her Lizzie because she looks like a Lizzie. And she's still young. She's like maybe in her early 30s at this point. And she built up this huge company with like 700 employees that at one point was worth billions. Um, but she re starts reverting back to a childlike state and she's happy. And it shows this vacated office building that was their headquarters and one of the unemployed people who was her main attorney uh, is talking with her and she's like why are you calling yourself Lizzie now why do you seem so happy well she lost her childhood to this huge dream and this bullshit that people did to her and said to her and encouraged her to do uh, either they encouraged her either either by, you know, 
gotta look back at the asshole's name. Larry Ellison saying, just go grab the money. Or by um, Dr. Phyllis Gardner treating her like shit. Or her mother treating her like shit. They encouraged her to just jump 10 steps ahead of where she could have been. And she got way ahead of herself. And she missed her whole 20s by becoming a billionaire. And she is a genius. There's no doubt in my mind she would score very high on an IQ test. But she reverted back to a childlike state. And at the end of the show, she's ordering an Uber. She has a like a, a therapy dog with her. She's happy. She's bouncy. And she says, I failed to deliver. I failed. Those are her last words to her attorney. Well, former attorney because the company's out of business. Um, like I said, at the end of the movie, she has no car. She has to take an Uber. Uh, they said that she took $700 million from investors and they didn't get any return on their investment. Uh, is that her fault or is that theirs for falling for a few good lines from an introverted genius? You tell me. I'm shrugging my shoulders. You tell me. Uh, sadly, 800 people lost their jobs. Uh, it was compared close to Enron level of economic impact. 800 employees, a girl in her 20s, with uh, who's a college dropout, who's an introvert, and is getting bad advice and treated like crap by people. If just a few things would have went her way, if she could have finished college, if... Dr. Gardner could have helped her instead of being a see you next Tuesday Karen. If her mom wasn't a biatch. If Larry Ellison hadn't told her to lie and just get the money from investors. Would things have gone differently for her? And for those 800 people. Um... They did about 7.8 million test results by Theranos Labs in Arizona. And a whole lot of them were inaccurate. <laughs> um, people were told they had cancer when they didn't. People were told they had AIDS and they did not. That's scary shit. Um, so the credits blame... Elizabeth for female entrepreneurs having trouble finding investors in Silicon Valley. Why don't they blame Larry Elder, Larry Ellison, pardon me, who gave her shit advice. All the guys that she dealt with were looking at a pretty face 19, 20 year old, 20 something girl, woman. And saying, just just go get money. Just get investors. Just keep getting investors. So she got to a point there were so many investors. She had to bullshit about how good the product was. When really the product was still 10 years away from being developed. But it's her fault that women have a hard time getting investors in Silicon Valley. No. 
it's the fault of Karens like Dr. Gardner. It's the fault of uh, Oracle CEO founder Larry Ellison. Just go get the money. Uh, and her mom. It's not her fault. It's the fault of a lot of people. Can't blame her on one person. So anyways. What else was there? Okay. Uh, Sonny Balwani got uh, hammered on two counts of wire fraud. Uh, I believe he got 12 years in jail. Uh, Elizabeth got three counts of fraud and one count of conspiring to defraud public investors. She got 11 years in jail. And she ducked, dodged, and weaved. Um, has two kids now with her boyfriend or husband. Uh, the one that started calling her Lizzie. I bet she's going to be out of jail in about two years with good behavior. And I bet you she's going to be something. She's going to be some kind of CEO of some kind of company. But if you get a chance on Hulu, jump in there. Look up the movie Dropout and the movie Dope Sick. Like I talked in my last podcast, two completely different movies. Not the same in any way. Not about the same subject matter, but two good docu-series. I keep saying movies, but they're series. I think they're like 10 episodes each. So you can spend a weekend or a day if you want to sit there for 10 straight hours uh, and watch these shows. Uh, Or if you don't want to watch all the Super Bowl stuff this weekend, you can watch these movies, docu-series on Hulu. Hulu should start paying me for promoting their shit. (laughs) Alright, man. God bless y'all. Talk to you next podcast. (sighs) I've got another one dropping here in a couple minutes about uh, some more Vincent Kennedy McMahon. The Sega continues. God bless y'all. Pray for one another. Love somebody today. Be the reason somebody feels loved.